Red alert! This episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast, contains naughty words and conversation. If you are offended by that sort of thing, consider this fair warning. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 36. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. We ready to do this? Yeah. All right. Hang on. Let me get... Where did I put my water? Where the hell did I put my... Oh, it's down by my foot where water goes. So I can get my proper podcast intro voice on. By now you figured out that this is the five-year mission podcast. Welcome to Five-Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five-Year Mission that does songs all about Star Trek, the original series. I'm Andy Fark. Joining me tonight, I got Mike Rittenhouse. I got Chris Spurgeon. Hey, fellas. Hi. We're here for another wonderful episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast. Colon, the podcast. So happy to be here again. It's the it's it's the most cleverly named podcast in the world. Tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this, I always say tonight, but it doesn't yeah. really matter. Chris likes to point it out. Uh, the, a few episodes ago, we had a uh, stand-up comedian Joe Bates on, and ever since that time, Boo. I have had <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Mike is not a fan of Joe time. Uh, he sounds like a he sounds but, like a cat cow. A little bit, yeah. But ever since Joe Bates made his appearance on the episode, I have had multiple Indianapolis comedians start approaching me going, man, when can I be on the Star Trek podcast? <laughs> and the first in line after the Joe Bates appearance is our guest tonight. He is a stand-up comedian from here in Indianapolis. He has two albums currently available on Spotify, his comedy album, A Fistful of Drink Tickets, and his music project, which... All right, you ready for this, Chris? Mm-hmm. Titled Farts in Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He is all he is also uh, one he is also one of the hosts of uh, a podcast I listen to regularly. I never miss an episode. I kind of wish I had missed the latest episode because it's so weird. They review <laughs> frozen foods. <laughs> and uh he's it's co-hosted by mr mitchell potts and alex price it's called cook on high for 30 minutes ladies and gentlemen our guest tonight is the tie-dye wizard himself mr patrick murray patrick how you doing uh you know i'm uh <clears throat> i'm pretty blazed man am i not allowed to curse on here is that a thing i think i think mike established that we're making this an uncensored episode so we'll just put the explicit tag on it so you I can, can always, say, I can say you like, can always curse. like, oh, we encourage. Oh, wait, no, I can't say that. <laughs> Sometimes I say boobs, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this was grandma clean. Grandma clean. There's very, very <laughs> few things that are grandma clean in this world, except for grandmas. Yeah. We're going to we censor don't... boobs just 
So people wonder what what, what is he what is that that he's saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just <laughs> I really like I to it too. I really like to put boobs in my mouth. You know, that's gonna confuse mm. people. <laughs> I, th- I, 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 I don't think i don't think it can cur- it actually counts as a curse word if you can spell it out on a on a regular calculator mm. Mm. yeah i'll accept that tell that to my third grade teachers <laughs> well and, then, and there's also boob lists so you could be like i see i took the boobs off <laughs> ah. tricky oh, i think i may have had a teacher that wouldn't like that too but for sad reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. you could take it dark real early on, Patrick. Yeah, sorry. For a minute in, uh, <laughs> I've depressed everybody. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, our last guest, Joe Bates, a.k.a. He, ha- who, mm. he, who, he who shall not watch Star Trek ever, uh, he, did, did, he, he did not have very much experience in the Star Trek world, but... I know for a fact, Patrick, that you are almost a completist, right? What? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty close. Uh, what? What episode did he watch? Oh, he watched uh, Threshold from Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty uh, much the reaction I I did when he picked it. So I'm almost done with my DS9 rewatch, and then my Voyager rewatches after that, and then I will be completely caught up on everything. Okay, now have you also been watching Discovery and Lower Decks and Picard and everything too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, there's a lot, and now they got some sort of animated thing coming out. Uh, another yeah, animated uh, thing, uh, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yep. Yeah. Janeway the, is going to be in that with the return of a uh, virtual teacher, Janeway. Yeah. So she, it's not going to be physically her, but she's basically going to be like the EMH of this starship. Yeah. Which would be cool. Pretty awesome. Like, like, yeah. like I, I, I've seen the stills of her character and it's super well done. Do you think it's going to drink coffee still? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> virtual there's, coffee. There's virtual coffee and then virtual nebula. It's going to commit virtual murder. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we, are, are we already bringing up two Vicks? It's fine. He deserved to die, to be honest. That's I true. agree with that decision, to, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Tuvix just, he was too nice, you know? He seemed like a Chick-fil-A employee. I was like, can get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tuvix. Oh, he was, he, he was just wishing, he was, he, he was just out there wish, wishing everyone a blessed day. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm happy to serve you. Fuck off. <laughs> Give me some chicken and say something mean. <laughs> make it make it make it like a whole like uh dick's last resort of the chicken world yeah yeah call me an asshole and give me a sandwich boobs <laughs> i don't know i mean i could do that for you technically <laughs> now except your... for then you'd have to go to chick-fil-a which is kind of gross in and of itself that's true yeah it's not yeah. the best <laughs> boo chick-fil-a boo and your stupid homophobic chicken yeah get out of here chick-fil-a Mike just keeps mooing everything. He's not booing everything. He's mooing everything. <laughs> I, <know>. I noticed. <laughs> well, so speaking of food, uh, Patrick, t- tell us a little bit about about a cook on high for thirty minutes. Uh, <clears throat> we started it during the uh, during like early quarantine or whatever, like when lockdown started. We were eating at a Chili's, the three of us, and we were like, uh, we should do a podcast about like chain restaurants. And then we found out that there were a couple that did it. 
So then we we're like, what if we did one about like frozen food and found out nobody had done that yet? So we we're like, fuck it. We got nothing better to do. Let's just eat trash. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, it's fun. I mean, we do it once a week. We try to have guests on. Yeah, you guys, you guys have had you guys have had all, all comedians on so far. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, go, I'm gonna go on cook on high for thirty minutes and eat some garbage <clears throat> with these guys. Yeah, yeah, you choose the garbage. Uh, so, oh. uh, to uh, actually tomorrow we're recording our MRE episode. You know what's funny is that is that I was actually gonna bring you guys some says some MREs because I, I I have some. Yeah, somebody just somebody just uh, delivered me a, a very sandy box of MREs, which oh god, I'm like oh those are in the field. Well, at <laughs> least <laughs> I just have to mention this. One of the co-hosts, Mitchell Potts, he's known for taking bathroom breaks during the episode sometimes. <sighs> so yeah. basically, with the MREs, it'll be be kind of nice for like like the following week's episode because he'll be so stopped up from eating those MREs that that, that he won't be able to take his bathroom break. I'm going to start taking them to music festivals because I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about the dirty porta potties now because I won't have to poop. It's like the best part of opiates. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, case, in case you guys haven't haven't garnered this from the title of Cook on High for 30 Minutes, they also get very high and eat all these frozen foods. Uh, the only part that's a lie is the 30 minutes part. Oh, yeah, very much so. There was only one episode that I think we hit 30 minutes and. Well, besides the one I recorded last week, oh, uh, but b- before that, it was the kids' cuisine episode. I mean, just we hated oh, it so much. You guys were so angry at having to eat kids' cuisine. Oh man, it was bad. I have nightmares about kids' cuisine. <laughs> uh, I do. I do remember those parts from when I was a kid. Like the, I always remember the brownie tasting like corn water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody in one of the review websites said that they use it as punishment food if their kid does something wrong. Which <laughs> is <laughs> kind of fucked up. Uh, that is a, that's definitely one of one of my my favorite parts of the episodes is going going through like the reviews at the yeah. end, like the customer reviews. Oh people, man, people people just like I never thought in my life that I would spend time getting on the internet and reviewing food which is what i do now i guess but it's weird to make fun of the other people who do it (laughs) well and then now when once once i come on the show and make my appearance on there i'll be the first non-comedian guest but mitchell potts i'm gonna have to take over his segment because i think i will be the first divorced dad to appear on the episode oh shit because because one of the segments on coke on high for 30 minutes is also would a divorced dad eat this yeah <laughs> and the yeah. answer is usually yes <laughs> yeah and it's really it's most of the time yes it's just if it's something really specific or like they probably wouldn't go out of their way for this right but... <laughs> well let's get into this episode so in yeah. the last in the last episode with joe bates we made him watch voyager's threshold and i've basically decided whenever we have the comedians on because we're gonna have a few now because i got i got five more lined up for this now um i i have the list of uh the top 15 worst episodes of star trek as voted by the fans uh-huh. and so basically i'm gonna go down that list for the comedians so we had Patrick watch the original series episode, The Savage Curtain. 
I I have some notes that I took when I watched this episode well, today. Let me read down the very brief, <laughs> very brief breakdown uh, from uh, from Memory Alpha uh, for the Savage Curtain. Kirk and Spock are forced to fight alongside such historical figures as Abraham Lincoln of Earth, which come on, uh, <laughs> and, and Sirach of Vulcan by rock-like aliens uh, uh, who want to understand the concepts of good and evil. That's all they have to say. Can I just say I hate this episode so much? It's so <laughs> like, bad. I really hate it's this episode it, is, so it makes me angry watching it <laughs> and my favorite thing chris is that for year five our final album in the the, the original series run for the band yeah. you are tasked with writing the song about this episode i am and it's the third episode it's like the third episode from the last and yeah. so it'll be the last song i write for the for the original series what and i hate this out. episodes i hate I hate i'm hoping to like i have with other episodes that aren't so good now this is probably the worst episode i've had and i had omega glory and so which is also in the in, in the top 15 worst episodes I, I, you know what and i i maintain that omega glory up until the last 15 to 20 minutes is actually pretty good it's yeah. the last not it's that nonsense at the end that just is just blows out of the water but this one i i, I challenge you to find a redeeming quality I really do. there really isn't one uh what is with their dress uniforms the dress uniforms are awesome i love the dress uniforms they're ridiculous they they're like metals they're metal patch things form yeah. like little christmas trees and stars like they they look like they're in a christmas pageant <laughs> they all look at they all they look like british grandmas out out shopping yeah it's they're insane i like the i like the uniforms from wrath of Khan better like the oh yeah the the the, the, the monster maroon uniforms yeah, yeah. really the, the dress like. uniforms the dress uniforms i actually like it's the absurdity that kirk insists on everyone wearing dress uniforms for virtual abraham lincoln <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. what are you when when does the, <laughs> when did kirk become like this i mean when did he just <laughs> automatically decide that you know some alien entity that clearly isn't abraham lincoln deserves all the, it just yeah he was just on. floating and that's just space. the beginning yeah 11 minutes and 45 seconds into the episode he <laughs> calls her uh, the n-word oh. yes <laughs> you took, you took time stamps you yes. wanted to hate on this so hard i i was like i was like what the hell's going on here <laughs> i i mean i i've watched it a few times now and when i hear that i immediately take exception to it but then they like qualify it Right yeah, after yeah. it happens, they're like, yeah. they're like, oh, we don't, we don't worry about what people call us anymore. And I'm just <laughs> like, what? we're beyond name calling now. Yeah, I just love that he calls her the N word and he goes, oh my bad, that's probably <laughs> not a good word anymore. And it's like, how would you have that self awareness if you're <laughs> yeah. Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln got super woke being being out there in space. Yeah. yeah. What. I don't understand how they never explained how he was just communicating with the ship by floating in the sky. And then he's like, Oh, how did you, 
how did you beam me above this ship? I don't understand your archaic. You were just floating in space, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't understand how this works. And, and well, yeah, and he, he was he was also able to give an exact time of like of like when their orbit was going to be directly above where he is. It's like okay, hmm. you don't you don't understand what phasers are or how you you got transported onto the ship, but you were able to calculate orbit yeah <laughs> he asked kirk he asked he asked kirk if they still understand minutes or something and kirk's like oh yes we can convert to that I'm like what yeah, what, do you, what do you use now <laughs> it's like when in the history of star trek are they ever like how many oolongs is it gonna be till we get there i mean yeah. they're always it's always time like we know yeah. time <clears throat> oh my god i told you this episode makes me mad oh yeah which which is why I'm glad that you you insisted on wanting to be on this episode because I was uh, like yeah this 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 has to happen you need to work is... out this anger before you finish <laughs> writing the song so it's not like a just like it turns out to be like a grindcore song let's get this over with <laughs> uh, you know what made me laugh a lot was like I always laugh when I see original series Klingons and seeing Kalas and I was just like <laughs> he was so shiny. <laughs> yeah why do why do uh original series klingons always have like the craziest sweaters like they're just like we're battle sweaters they look like bees they look like bees they have like terrible bowl cuts like yeah <laughs> but to be fair oh, everyone man. on the original series has a terrible bowl cut yeah, yeah that's, pretty much, that's yeah. true that's true the the the, the 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 thing that killed me about about about, about Kalis being there is that he's supposed to be like the be all end all of Klingons. He is like the reason the Klingons are Klingons and like their whole mantra and everything. But he doesn't look any different from any other Klingon no. that we saw on the original series. No, not, not at only all. that, he kind of takes a back seat to what General Green, Colonel Green, yeah, Colonel, yeah. Colonel Green, yeah, Colonel Green is like the mastermind of everything, and then Kalis is just like whatever. I mean, I get, <laughs> I, I get it that they, you know, they retconned a lot of the the history of Kalis uh, yeah, later on, you know, later on in the series. But I, I just I want to go back to Abraham Lincoln for a second. <laughs> so throughout this episode, they do all these close-ups on Abraham Lincoln. Oh, he looks yeah. so bad. His eyes. <laughs> the makeup is so bad. And he's so on, tan. He, he's yeah. super tan. It's like if you look up that actor, he is a pale white dude. Oh yeah. But in this episode, it looks like Abraham just came from the beach. <laughs> and they glued some like beard thing onto him like you can oh he's like sweating like, and the beard skin. is like yeah it just doesn't quite <laughs> and then he's like got, he's got like these raccoon eyes oh yeah. man yeah the, like, the, like, like from, what from, is like from from far away like the wide shots he looked pretty good but as soon yeah. as zoomed in on him it's like ooh, what's up with that eye makeup Mm. And the he looks, mole. He looks a little slow. The mole, the mole looks like you rolled a raisin in the dirt and just tried to stick it on there. <laughs> it's just so bad. I I want to say uh, they really missed an opportunity the way they killed Lincoln because he was at supposedly a play according to yeah. the steamy poop monster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Put so the we, spear. We, put the spear in his head. Neck. Put put the spear in his head. Uh, right. Come on, really? Uh, yeah. or, or at least have like a rock come flying in from the side or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I, I sent you the, the, the old, the old five-year mission meme earlier today, Patrick, with the whole, yeah. when, when he first boarded the enterprise, it's like, you, you could have told me we were going to a play. <laughs> I, uh, I was always hoping that to see in the episode, like at a, a Cardassian interrogating Abraham Lincoln. And he's just like sitting there in the chair shirtless and goes, there are four scores. <laughs> 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 crossover yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's talk about yarnek for a second the oh. the big rock alien uh who, with the clicky why yeah it's like, like he click click let me introduce you to my menagerie of bad guys <laughs> yeah and who was the who was the woman just like here's random woman with crazy eyebrows zora yeah. zora, yeah. zora. Yeah. it's it's such it's such like he briefly described her that she used to do like basically she was like the gables of some alien planet and did like genetic testing i thought she was a romulan at first with those eyebrows you know little bit yeah um, and then the, the, and then they, they throw in like the the token earth bad guy genghis khan you know <laughs> yeah well okay we'll pick we'll, we'll, green was also from earth yeah genghis khan was literally just there for show he yeah, threw green rocks. green was a a fictional character yeah. yeah yeah i mean genghis khan was the only actual earth character yeah just like abraham lincoln you know it was like they had yeah. to have some and it's i mean it's like why genghis khan <laughs> i was gonna say it was probably too soon for hitler because this was like the 60s yeah <laughs> i'm sure the writers were sitting around going is it too soon for hitler i mean like definitely <laughs> too soon too soon but yeah yarnak the rock monster is can we all just agree he just looked like a giant pile of poop? He was steaming. He yeah. was steaming. <laughs> he was literally steaming. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like the, the special effects, it was so obvious that it was basically just like a big paper mache boulder that they covered in a big gray blanket for those like yeah. cutaway shots. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he he was like almost as bad as the sludge monster that killed Yar. Oh, yeah. What what Mike Mike? Do you remember the Do you remember the Sludge Monster's name? I know it has a name. Uh, I can't think of it. Oh, uh, we need. Where's where where's where's Larry Nemechek when we need him? Uh. <laughs> you know the the. I didn't think Yarnick was the thing that I had a problem with Yarnick wise is that he's not or she or whatever it is. It yeah. It's very uh, nondescript. It's like I can't. I, I watched the episode and a few weeks later, I will not remember what this monster looks like because yeah. it's just, it just is this blobby thing with, you know, like nine eyes and yeah. some, you know, flash vaguely, yeah, it's kind of, you know, vaguely looks like it has lava in it maybe um, and steams, you know? So, yeah. I mean, even though the Horta is kind of, doesn't really have a form. It's just kind of this, but it's very distinctive. You yeah. know, this is not a distinctive creature. No. And so it's not memorable. Um, you know, its motiv motivation is complete and utter nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. It makes you're, zero sense. You're a completed lava planet, and you're telling me that you have decided you're just by yourself on this lava planet. <laughs> you're a big steamy lava boy. And you're just going to create this little safe pocket and wait for something to fly by. And then you're just going to like 
mimic it's you don't why do you want to know the difference between good and evil <laughs> you're by yourself on a lava planet who gives a shit how do you even how does it even understand the concept i mean what is it how does it know what good and evil is yeah right. I what mean, it wants to understand what they are, but how does they? How does it know it ex- even exists? <laughs> it's on its own planet. There's got to be some history here that we don't know about. That's all I can think of. And you're just waiting for a starship to pass by, like what? Maybe there was a pre- like a previous visitor that left. You know, you know, like uh, a piece of the action where there's like this book that's left behind on this planet, yeah. and then you know they find out this weird history, and maybe there was something there that. I, I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of this and it just doesn't make sense. When when they left, they go, the planet is returning to normal conditions. Well, then what was the fucking point? Like, what did this guy learn? What's he going to go back to his flowing lava people and be like, yeah, turns out uh, being a dick is not as cool. I don't know. Like, what do you you want, dude? You're a lava person. It It turns out that you can kill former presidents with a spear. Yeah, what... And I, I kind of get where they were going. I mean, not to bag on the episode completely. Oh, no, no it's, go ahead. It, it's yeah. difficult not to. The I guess the one it's I would I don't even call it a redeeming quality. I just think that I see what they were trying to do. Trying they to do trying, a morality play, basically. Well, they were trying to show that. To me, it seems like they were trying to show that good and evil, though different, will behave in a lot of the same ways when confronted with one another you know what i mean so you know evil will do what evil does and good will do good up to a point where it tries to do something different because it has no choice because of the evil like how evil will will influence good to do what it does um which i I get i think that's where they were trying to go with it but it was so ham-fisted the whole thing oh yeah it was just it was i think i mean it was just one of those where they should have just gotten into it but you know what if it hadn't been third season star trek they may have been like you yeah. know what this is a terrible idea let's not do this <laughs> but you know at that point they had no choice it's like let's just you know we're done I, I will I will say the one redeeming quality of this episode is that we got uh, we got to find out who Sir Sirac was, yeah. and or Sirac. Sorry, I don't want to pronounce it wrong and refer to Sirac Lofton from Jake Cisco <laughs> from DS Nine, but Sirac. Um, it, we got some backstory on him. We got to see where like the Vulcan ideology comes from, and we also got to see that awesome crocheted shirt that he was wearing. Yeah, yeah, it was a dope shirt. That guy was a moron, though. He was really dumb. He's like, well, I'm just going to go to, you know, he said they're all just like really evil and they're dicks. So I'm just going to go and be like, hey, how about we not be dicks anymore? And then, of course, he died immediately. Duh. Are you kidding me? Kalos? Come on, bro. And then apparently Kalos has become like like some like weird impersonator. Do Lincoln next. Bro, you're a colonel. Why are you trying to attack a president? You're a colonel. Hey, Kalos, now do do Christopher Walken. (laughs) Or like, why did the ship's power stop working? Just as a convenient plot point? Yeah, that that was basically just to be like, just to be like, hey, if if you don't fight, your ship's just a goner. So you either, you either fight or well, you're just the, ship's the, gone. The poop monster is like the anti-Metron. 
Yeah. He's basically just the Metrons, only he's an asshole. But here's yeah. the thing. If you have the power to, like, do all of this elaborate shit, how do you not know the difference between <laughs> good and evil? What are you talking about? <laughs> Bro, you're catching ships in outer space and creating illusions <laughs> of presidents in Genghis Khan. What? You're about you're beyond this, right? You have to be beyond this. Look, it's we very just true. An excuse to get Kirk and Spock on the planet into a brawl. I don't yeah. know why you're being so picky about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they they made Kirk at some point makes reference to um, separating the nacelles from the saucer in this episode. Had they oh, had yeah. they done that before? Had they made reference to that before? uh had they talked about saucer separation in tos before i don't think they ever mentioned it no i don't think so yeah so there's the one redeeming quality (laughs) okay yeah we paved the way to saucer separation in the future yeah for for the two episodes of next gen yeah Yeah. that's right yeah Where the like everybody lost their collective mind and we're like, oh, it's it's happening. That is two separate pieces. <laughs> that was like the first episode of Next Gen, wasn't it? Where they separated the saucer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was and that then, one. And then in the movie, uh, it was was it Generations? In Generations, generations but they also they, they also did it in uh, another one. I, I want to think say it was it, a Borg episode. Yeah, I want to say it was the mm-hmm. uh, Best of Both Worlds. Part yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, can we, I also, I also wanted one of the most annoying parts of the episode to me was when uh, Kirk was finally able to contact the ship before they started brawling, and she's like, "Scotty, come in." And Scotty's like, "Hang on a second, I'm talking to engineering." And who, I who know. Was, who was just sitting there going, "Mr. Scott, I got the captain on the line." He's just like, "Engineering." That is actually typical Scotty, though. Very much, very much worried about what is happening with engineering first. His engines. Yeah. Did you notice at the end of the episode when Kirk and Spock arrived back on the ship and and they get they like come onto the bridge how Kirk just strolls on with this big smile like he didn't yeah. just like go through some battle and he's just <laughs> like yeah let's you know what's next yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like he was like he was like laughing and he was like yeah what is it but t- take us out of orbit take us to our next mission yeah, yeah. although yeah. I will say the um there was a point that i remember in the episode when he's talking kirk is talking to lincoln and lincoln says i know and lincoln says something about kirk reminding him of an old general of his general general grant and and drunk but but whiskey yeah kirk's reaction to that it's like so it was so perfect he was just like it was like he didn't understand what he said at first. And then he just kind of laughed like, <laughs> okay, you know, it was just, I mean, I'll I got to give Shatner, Shatner credit on that because the reaction was spot on. It's yeah. like you're, the absurdity of talking to Lincoln and Lincoln says, yeah, you remind me of General Grant. You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was a drunk too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the lead in with the whiskey. Yeah. The, <laughs> as soon as he said that, uh, I was just like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. 
So let, yeah, let's butter up Kirk as much as we can in this episode. Yeah, my friend, the, the, one of my favorite parts was the whole uh, Kalis doing the like Serac impersonation, going "Help uh, me, Spock!" And Spock's like, "No, nah, Vulcans wouldn't cry like that. That's a that's that's yeah. a that's a trap if I ever saw one." And and still, Kirk was like. Well, but too bad. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna stand here and listen to that. That's not him. But you're just gonna stand here and listen to that, dude. It's not him. <laughs> yes, K- Kirk once again chooses to listen to no man but himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take orders from me. And Kirk, what does it do? It gets a president killed. Right. A- again. Yeah. Okay. Again. Way to how go, Kirk. Times, how many times must Lincoln die before you listen, <laughs> Kirk? Sure, this man freed slaves and also said the N-word on your starship, but... <laughs> he called her charming, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sure, Thomas Jeffer- I'm sure Thomas Jefferson used that word a lot, too. That's yeah. true. This episode makes me so angry. Have they have they referenced <laughs> Colonel Green in any other Star Trek? No. 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 Well, it's funny, it's funny because they, they just named him as like a leader of like a genocidal war. It wasn't like it wasn't like World War Three or like the or like the eugenics wars like 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 that that Khan was a was a was created from. Yeah. But no, it was just a genocidal war. I was like, oh, it must have been pre- uh con yeah oh they said they said 21st i i want to say they said 21st century didn't they would be after con because con was in the 1990s was in the 90s yeah yeah so it was after the it would have to be after the world war three which takes place in the 2040s i think so maybe okay maybe later uh, after zephyr and cochran admits the warp drive right yeah okay yeah we have warp drive genocidal colonel what <laughs> <laughs> i i'm guessing that they just thought okay so colonel green no thanks this, yeah this sounds like a job for lower decks okay let's, let's leave genocide <laughs> on the floor okay i just <laughs> i, I I just I just looked up Colonel Green on uh, on Memory Alpha, and uh, apparently he was he also made an appearance on uh, Star Trek Enterprise in the episode Demons. Oh, really? I did see that. Yeah, it's, it says it says Colonel Philip. According to Memory Alpha, Colonel Philip Green was a despotic militia leader on Earth who operated from the early 21st century until after World War III. Green was known for his motto: "Overwhelm and devastate," and was notorious for striking at his enemies during treaty negotiations. Which they said in this episode. Yeah. 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 Super, super classy. Yeah. So he's pre-Archer, that's for sure. Oh, and he was also uh, made an appearance just in photo alone in uh, TNG's episode, The Big Goodbye, when Data was reviewing uh, all literature on the Dixon Hill series of novels, and a photo appears of him from... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just in the Enterprise database. So, yeah. interesting there we go so i guess they brought him gotta, back a couple times gotta love memory alpha <laughs> <laughs> yeah have uh have you guys ever uh played a cover of uh the enterprise theme song 
all the all yeah. the theme songs we picked because of, because when when we were doing the house band thing for the for Star Trek Las Vegas, we learned every single theme song from from every single show. So you guys play a Rod Stewart song is pretty much what that. It's a Rod Stewart <laughs> song. You know yes, that, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Hell yes. And we yes. actually had uh, what's his name, Anthony? What's his Montgomery? What's and, yeah. yeah, we had we had Anthony Montgomery from Enterprise actually sing along with us. That's let's so cool. let's face it it could just as easily be a brian adams song it's true just wow. as easily yeah but it's Fair a rod right. stewart song you know what it could also be an aerosmith song if we're really being honest yeah <laughs> i mean it could be stop living on the edge chris i tell you what one time i listened to that song on repeat uh for way too long i <laughs> i was listening to it in the toilet because it made me laugh and i was pooping and I, sometimes i fall asleep on the toilet and then there's, i woke up and i'd been on repeat probably for at least an hour and a half it's been a, a there, long poop there's a lot to unpack in that's in that statement i gotta tell it you really is but let's <laughs> keep it packed away if you don't mind well, it'll it'll definitely st- <laughs> it'll definitely stay packed away after after the next cook on high for thirty minutes episode when they eat those MREs. Oh, yeah. bringing it back around. Yep, full Can't circle, baby. Some freeze dried spaghetti. That's hey, Patrick. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's what that's what you call a callback in the comedy world. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm just making sure. I'm 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 working on it over here. I got like a I got like a like a tight three going on right now. <laughs> okay, so I got a question for y'all. Yeah. In this episode, we've mentioned a couple, but since it's such a train wreck of a stupid episode, this is the challenge. Can you name something specifically that you found that was actually interesting or good about this episode? You trying to do research for your song? (laughs) Right. That's That's a valid question, but no. Uh, my oh. song is probably not going to have anything to do with this episode, or I'm going to find something so abstract in this episode that I can write about. I'll figure it out. I, I thought Kirk had a very nice speech to the steamy poop monster. <laughs> the steamy poop monster. You know, it was very powerful and loud. You know, <laughs> classic Kirk. You know, he, he really speeched him. He did speech him. Yeah, because the, the the final line before but before they left the conversation is uh Kirk says what what gives you the right to hand out life and death, Yardek says the same right that brought you here, the need to know things like what, <laughs> how is that the same? Right, it's like it's it's like right, right, like it's, it's their that? way of doing exploration. You we came here to just check out your planet. You're the one that's like uh uh-uh, uh you're not going anywhere. Not it's until like, you like, teach we me were... about how death makes you people. Like what? It's like it's, it's it's like it's like we came here. You're the one that stopped us. We we were we were about to, we were about to bounce, and you're like you're like here's Abraham Lincoln. You know we could have well, just left a dictionary for you. <laughs> I, you know, um, that made me think of why was it a fight to the death? It's like. Right. Find, the difference between good and evil can be, uh, you know, assessed without some like archaic, <laughs> and, you know, like, and also well, let's kill really each other. Fight to the death. They like retreated, and then they were like, yeah, "Well, they retreated." Are... The only people who really died were Abraham Lincoln and Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was 
<sighs> See, it's it's hard to redeem this in any way. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I would say subject matter for your song would just be a very confused Abraham Lincoln doing like a, almost like a, like what, like, 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 like in the nightmare before Christmas when Jack Skellington first get first goes to Christmas town, he's all, what's this, what's this just do, do something like that with Abraham Lincoln. He's just like, oh, what is this instrument? What does this do? How about you, you leave the songwriting to me, buddy? You definitely got to have the N word in saying. it. Okay. oh yeah oh yeah there's definitely it's gonna be that's the chorus <laughs> considering mike already already has a song that says nazi a bunch of times uh i think we should probably leave out the word negress <laughs> sorry charming negress yeah <laughs> out of the lyrics you know and i hadn't watched it in a while i watched it today and i hadn't watched it in a while and every time i watch it i forget that that happens and then it happens i'm like oh what? why did you say that and they're like oh it's okay we don't mind i'm like what <laughs> slap him Laura. slap him oh they, man they thought they were being progressive they did yeah. and i i totally get that but watching it with today's eyes mm-hmm wow you have yeah. to watch it through eyes of the 60s chris yeah i know well, well i i know this but I it, it's amazingly it through eyes of the 60s because i don't like to watch tv on acid yeah <laughs> well you know what though mike the a lot of star trek now they do plenty of missteps in the you know in the original series and the next gen and the next but you know a lot of, of a lot of what they do is um even even though there is by comparison, a lot of oopsies, they do do a lot of stuff. That's really very progressive. Yeah. But this was so, I mean, I don't know, even for the time, I think it was really, that was, that was a real missed opportunity. Very strange. It, 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 it like, I, I kind of wish it wouldn't have been just like blown off by her. It's like, ah, yeah. it's fine. I that's, it, yeah. inst Instead. I wanted her to be able to be like, what? <laughs> we don't use words like that anymore yeah i mean i really did and i their understanding of why he would say that mm -hmm. i get that and i i admire that because they would understand that's what you know that's what he would have have understood yeah but to blow it off and be like oh you know labels and that kind of thing don't bother us anymore because we are who we are or whatever it's just like no, you would want to explain that to somebody yeah. because it's not like they all go in the future go around, you know, calling each other that, especially, you know, a white man to yeah. a especially black woman. The, the guy who freed the slaves. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, there there's gotta be some kind of conscious awareness of that. And the fact that they just kind of shrug their shoulders and like, ah, no big deal, is a huge misstep, I think. Yeah. 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 The, they they were probably thinking like further ahead to a time where people coexist and names like that don't have any meaning. Right. And that's yeah. probably the idea that they had behind that. It just didn't land right. Yeah. I, I totally get that. But even if you're in a time when that names like that don't have a meaning and someone uses it with meaning, mm -hmm. you would want to correct them and just say, we understand where you're coming from, but, but these days, these words don't have meaning, but they're also, I mean, can you, 
it's not like they go around using those words. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I get it. it. It doesn't bother me so much in that they flub that so hard. It's just that from the time that it, that it came from, I get it, you know, yeah. and now that would never, ever fly. No. Even in the same, like, think about it in the same context, if they tried to do that in that way and saying like, Oh, it doesn't matter in our future. Uh-uh. That would not, no. that would not be able, they would never be able to do that now. And they shouldn't. They, they missed a really good opportunity to educate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Consider, considering the time frame, considering. Yeah. 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 I think their heart was in the right place. They just were a little tone deaf on the, on the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. It's a giant turd of an episode. It's really bad. <laughs> I yeah. just, yeah, normally I'm the one who is ready to defend an episode of Star Trek if <laughs> yeah. they're attacking it. Uh, True. The, tonight I really had not much to say. <laughs> yeah. I think this really is probably my least favorite episode of all. This yeah. may be this may be my barrel bottom <laughs> episode. You're not being forced to watch the empath. Oh yeah, that's true. Or 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 or, or Sub Rosa. I mean, I've seen. Oh, but you're, ta you're talking episodes. original series for the songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to watch the Empath and write a song. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched yeah. that in a long time either. So, but it's. Oh man. I, but the Empath is more. It's just there's not much there. Exactly. You know? At least this episode is entertaining on a ridiculous level. This episode <laughs> yeah. has so much, so much nonsense, and so they're bad on like two different, le two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Def definitely watch it stoned. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> maybe I should have. As yeah. soon as you see Abraham Lincoln floating in space on the view screen, it's just like, oh yeah, this is this is a two ripper. Like, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Patrick, it's been awesome having you here. I'm glad glad you reached out. We were able to have uh, you as our second comedian on in an actual Trekkie. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for thanks, coming Patrick. on. We'll, we'll have you back anytime. Sounds good to me. I'll have you on real soon. Oh, yeah. Just, just get, get a hold of me. Um, I'm ready to come eat some crap with you. Yeah, sounds good, man. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all later. Hey, do you miss getting new content from 5-Year Mission? You should head over to patreon.com slash 5-Year Mission and check out our Patreon page. As a patron of the band, you will receive access to rare and behind-the-scenes pictures and videos and other cool stuff. You will also have early access to many things, like video releases or new songs. You can sign up for different levels, from Ensign all the way up to Admiral. One of the perks of being an Admiral on 5-Year Mission's Patreon is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our producers are Neil Carpenter, Helen Lake, Debbie Rinke, Carol Jones, Becky and Roxy, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list if you sign up as an admiral. So head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission now. That's the number five-year mission. It's 
It's another episode of Five Mission, the podcast. So you, of course, know that means another ad for Fansets.com. That's right, Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related with new releases from Ultraman, DC Comics, and Lost in Space. And in the Star Trek realm, you got a new ship pin. Thanks for that, Hank. Thanks for shaking it right in the middle of my Fansets ad. Anyway, there's a new ship's pin from the USS Titan. A new character pin of DS9's Nog. That's right, Aaron Eisenberg himself, Nog. He's in his Starfleet uniform. He's living his dreams, making things come true. And then you also have the new Picard and Burnham pin emoji pins of the brand new pin emoji sets. All new at fan sets. And hey, if you want to spend some money, but not a ton of money, you can now get 10% off of your entire order when you enter the code five year mission that is the number five then all caps year mission five year mission that's us at checkout get 10 percent do it fansets our pins have character and we thank fansets for sponsoring each and every stupid episode of our stupid podcast So welcome to our new segment. We're calling Five Year Mission the Podcast co- colon comlog. Why did you, you know you just log? you just break up the flow? Just yeah, colon. Stop putting the colons in there. <laughs> so anyway, we had uh, a fan reach out to us uh, th- through our email, and um, it's, I thought it was so good that I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, it's a guy from a guy named Matt. I don't want to say his last name in case he doesn't want his know his business out there like that. So Matt wrote in, "Oh man, hi! I'm sending you guys a random email about an old podcast episode and a con story I wanted to share. I'm a very casual fan to the point that I met you guys at Las Vegas 2015, and you seemed like nice guys. And I bought the Year One album, which I like quite a bit. And I've seen your post on Facebook, and that's it. That's all caps. That's it." <laughs> I, I already wrote it back say, saying, what do we need to do to make you a super fan? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> the, so, yeah, the, that said it was like, he wanted to make sure yeah. that we knew that he knew nothing more. <laughs> than, I know the, nothing more about you than this and that's it. I've heard this podcast episode and year one done <laughs> but he did go out to say I, I i will say though if i lived closer to you guys i would be trying to see you perform and stuff <laughs> and stuff yeah that's and all we says, do we don't do it and stuff right i know but you know he he, <laughs> he hasn't been able to see us very often so you know, that's fair that's he fair. doesn't know we don't we don't do the stuff well, sometimes we do so he continues anyway Recently, I've been on this other uh, Star Trek podcast kick, and I realized you guys have a podcast, which is sweet. So I listened to the first episode, and it says I'm generally behind the curve on stuff like that. One of you had a memorable story about doing 99 red balloons at a Las Vegas convention, and I just wanted to share a similar experience at another creation convention over in Jersey. Basically, it was pretty late in the evening. People were warmed up and enjoying themselves. And this event had uh, Connor Trenier, Dominic Keating, and Nicole DeBerre, who played Esri Dax, at one point, someone was doing Don't Stop Believing by Journey, and throughout the course of the song, it seemed like eventually everyone in the room got on that stage and sang. It was incredible. I mean, the song had no meaning for me until that point, but having this big community of people on stage singing their hearts out like that, wow. I love what you guys do to help enrich the Trek community. 
It's really interesting that someone who has tons of experience performing in bands would have a similar communal connection at a Trek karaoke that I would as someone who has barely ever played music in front of people. I think it's awesome how we are all learning new things about what the nature of the Trek community is and where the connections come from. Anyway, I'm getting sappy, but man, after recent events and quarantining for a year, I think there are a lot of us, a lot of us that look at the meaningful elements of the Trek community and see it in a different light. I feel like I'm taking it less for granted. It seems like I'm always finding out about cool people like political leaders and stuff for Star Trek. And over time, Trek seems like a more and more profound thing to me. And somehow I first realized how profound it is while being on stage singing a band that I don't even really like. <laughs> I think it's great that other people have had the same experience. Connor and Dominic are brilliant for doing those karaoke events. Sorry about the long rambling email. Thanks, LLAP, Matt. That's great. I mean, that's one of the many reasons that we do this podcast is to kind of help bring the Trek community together and reach out and meet new people, maybe get new listeners and they get to know us and, you know, Hey, if, if you want to write in, we may read it on air five year mission band at gmail.com or visit us at five year mission.net has all those links. You can write us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our own email, every, anywhere you want to do it. And you may get on five year mission, the podcast, one of these days, the com log, the com log colon, the com log <laughs> now that, that i i did see that email and uh, i saw that you said that you asked if if we could read it so i thought that was uh, a really nice email i thought <clears throat> it is it is i know exactly what he's talking about because as the evening wore on when we were there doing the karaoke and later on it just becomes kind of a free-for-all and everybody gets up there and it is a lot of fun so mm -hmm. it's there's I think what people fail to understand when they have, when they, they're not really in the Trek community, they're just kind of, they see this Star Trek band or, you know, somebody who really likes Star Trek and there's always kind of that stigma, you know, amongst oh, in social cir circles. Yeah. But they socially don't, awkward dorks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they really understand the community that's involved um, yeah. in, in this. And it's just like anything else. I mean, any where common interests come together, a community develops, and that's that's exactly what it is. And I th I think that's really cool that he was able to have that experience. And that's one that's really not all that uncommon if you go to yeah. Star Trek conventions and meet some people and and just have some fun. I mean, like the, doing this band for over a decade now, we've made some of our best friends through like the Trek community. I mean, like Jim Morehouse, like, Neil, like, mm -hmm. like, like Neil from way over in England and like Deb, Debbie Ranky out in California. Like some of the, some of the, some of the best people that we've I, met through the Trek community. I actually have very few friends now that I didn't know before this band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. And it's, a, I think, I think it's awesome that he, that also that, you know, he felt so, like just so moved by like you know our story that reminded him of his own story and he you know wanted to put it down into words and he actually took the time to send it to us because he just wanted to share that it's not yeah. like he made like a big long facebook post just to the people on his friends list he just like wrote to this band that he's <laughs> that he's, he's he saw once and that's it 
but you know, <laughs> st- still took the time to reach out to us. I mean, and it's nice that, you know, our podcast are reminding people that we're there and they're like, oh yeah, it's that, that's, that's a Star Trek band. Oh, they got a podcast now. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and listen to that too. Yeah, it, it is part. I mean, a lot of this, what we do is fun for us. And oh, absolutely. We have a good time and we like doing it. And if we didn't, we wouldn't. I mean, it's not just yeah. for our fans and, and that kind of thing. It's for us too. I mean, it's, we wouldn't do it if we didn't like doing it, but to have when someone responds to it like that, there definitely is, it's rewarding to hear someone being affected by what we do and, and uh, have, you know, experiencing that community and ascribing some of that to what, to what we do. So it's, that's cool. I mean, it makes you feel good. Yeah. M- most bands last a very short time no matter how good they are um i mean very few last longer than you know two or three years really anymore yeah yeah if you really think about it and uh i think i think one of the main reasons that we've been able to stick together for so long and keep the same lineup even yeah a lot lot of bands will change lineups but you know it's been the, the same five of us this whole time and i think a big reason is because of the community and the fan base and just how awesome it is you know it's very encouraging to keep us going and and you know we we love doing it and the fact that people receive it so well and are are so into the same thing that we're into it just it just helps that much more absolutely yeah i gotta agree with that if if as much as we enjoy doing it, if we didn't get the response that we do, I think we might get discouraged. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you know, when we started this whole thing, it was just going to be for us, just something to do that we enjoyed doing. And we thought this would be a cool project, a recording only project until some, some, some asshole booked a show. I know. (laughs) And I, I think if it hadn't been for the fans and the acceptance and uh, you know, just achieving what we have, what we have, I think w- that we may have reverted back to that idea a long time ago because we still wanted yeah. to do it, but all the other stuff that goes along with it that we do is really, uh, you know, a lot of that is because we have the fans that we have and, and yeah. the opportunities that we've, that have come from what we're doing. So it, it's all, it, it all, you know, it's all weaved together <laughs> in this tapestry that makes it that of what we do. Like, like, like Ciroc's shirt. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's gonna, let's go ahead and just wipe the com log. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in other words, if you want to reach out to us, five year mission band at gmail.com or head over to five year mission.net and we got ways to reach us all through there you know we read them all maybe we'll read yours live on the air well mike won't read it but we will yeah that's true (laughs) what
Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net and also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, wait, uh, no. You know what this segment's called? The what? segment. Just the segment? The segment. Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast. The segment. This is the segment. No, it's just Five Year Mission, the podcast, the segment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why and not? We could just, we just like, like, like close out the show with it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, we could get real daft and call it the segment segment. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the segment segment, segment of our podcast. I feel like there could be a more clever name for this if it's about reading mail. Right. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fan bag. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh-huh.